0: Willkommen bei Mokefug Berlin, ein Podcast für die Berliner Kreativsänger. With me here I have Rebecca from She Goes North, and I'm so glad you made it. You came to my place out here in Lichterfelde West, and I'm glad you got here <laughs> safely. From Neukölln? Yes, very safely. It's, it's very lovely here, out here. Um, I was saying before that I really love all the green and the houses. It's all beautiful. Yeah, so you're, you're a nature person. Yes. For sure. For sure. Yeah, so do you spend lots of time outside then? I do, absolutely. Um, apart from being a musician, I work as a nature pedagogue. So mm-hmm. um, I work in Grunewald Forest mainly. Mm-hmm. And I really try, every time I'm out there, I try to take a long walk in the forest or swim in the lake. There's a beautiful little lake out there. Um, and I also take uh, seminars around Berlin in this field of nature pedagogy. Um, and last week I was out in uh, Waltersdorf, which has a beautiful forest with um, a spring called the Spring of Love. Uh, when you get water there, apparently your life will be full of love and very blessed. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really beautiful. I spend a lot of time mainly in forests at the moment, I would say. I really miss being in the mountains and also being near the ocean, but uh, forest is the best I can do at the moment, <laughs> close by. And we've got lots of lakes here yes. as well. So. Yeah, I think being in the forest and being near water are two really big energy givers for me. I really tend to gravitate towards them when I feel stressed or when I feel like I need inspiration. I just like going outside and listening to the birds. And every time you go with that sort of, when you make that space, I feel like you get a present. Last time I I did that, I was really stressed and I went for a walk and I found this beautiful little feather um, by a a jaybird, which is half brown and half this really brilliant bright blue. And it was tiny, you know, it was as big as the nail on my thumb. Hmm. I was just holding it up and I was like, wow, how lucky am I? I found this little treasure out here. Hmm. Yeah. When we were outside just now, we were in the garden and you sang a song. And because you just said that you listen to the birds but i have the feeling that they are also listening to you <laughs> when you sing songs and you know they sing along with you you know there's this saying it says um it's only quiet when the birds are singing and i never i never really used to understand that because i was like hey if the birds are singing it's not quiet but then after a while i understood that that meant that when the birds are singing it tells you that it's safe usually when you're in the forest or somewhere and the birds stop singing then you know that there's some danger nearby because they're trying to hide and they're trying to be quiet Or they're singing really shrilly and making like warning noises um so i kind of like that it shows me that nature can be relaxed around me as well Hmm. which is cool yeah Yeah. so where did you get your love for nature from that's a good question i think i moved around with my family a lot from lots of different places so when i was small i lived in abu dhabi which is next to dubai and we spent a lot of time in the desert and going on trips you know to the ocean and seeing dolphins and all that kind of thing and then we moved to England which was very green and we went on a lot of walks my parents really liked to go for evening walks and they always used to take me and they're the kind of people they really like to spend time and watch nature there was this badger set out really close to where we lived and we'd always go in the evening and watch and see if there were badgers coming and I always used to cycle to school through this really green area I used to horse ride and it, yeah it just kind of seeped into me I guess you know it was always kind of part of my part of my world and now Nowadays, I really feel like I make a conscious space for it because I've realized how much good it does me and how I feel like it brings out the best in me in many ways. Um, I really like how time is non-existent, sort of out there. You kind of follow the sun. Yeah, and then, of course, also when I, I was working as a camp counselor for the language farm, um, Last year and the year before that, we went on canoe tours for seven days, several times throughout the summer. That was, you know, kind of being really immersed and then being on the boat in the water all day long in the canoe. Um, Just seeing birds and seeing little, you know, what did we see? We saw beavers and water voles and uh, lots of different kinds of birds and just like the changing landscape. I've also always really liked to go hiking um, because I really love that feeling of... um, Noticing how everything changes and how long a journey will take, like taking that journey on foot. Uh, so I, I've been, yeah, I've been making lots of hiking trips, mainly to Scotland in the last couple of years. Oh, Scotland's beautiful! It is so beautiful. It is so beautiful that for the first time I went with a friend of mine. Uh, we went hiking every day, and we were on the Isle of Skye, which is sort of concentrated beauty. Mm-hmm quite small but still you know and we had this thing that we, we went walking for the whole day and we were walking along this river which was basically a series of waterfalls and at some point we just both stopped and we had to look at this rock because it was just too much beauty and we felt like if we kept going any further we would just cry and be completely exhausted and overwhelmed um we were, yeah which was a funny experience it's really intense, you know, like the air is so fresh it almost feels like you're eating something. You can you can stop on streams and drink water from them and Yeah. It's so alive and so vibrant, you know? There's a line in one of your songs where you sing, what was that again? Let's breathe air like drinking Ah, water. Let me breathe your air like water. Let me drink your smell like wine. Mm Yeah. Yeah exactly. For me like being in the water, especially being in the water, feels like breathing. It's just especially in my brain you know I'm the kind of person I'm always sort of torn between being very in my head and thinking about everything so intensely but also being very sensitive and having a lot of emotions and those two things are always sort of at war and when I feel like I and that's that's the nature thing basically in the water things like when I go into the water even sometimes when I'm stressed I'll take really long baths and just being that water for a while, I just feel like it really calms me down and helps me breathe again, and creates that space in my mind, sort of. That's why, hence breathing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I wrote a song about the um, the Scotland trip as well. It's called. Um, and then she appears, and it's about this legend that I was uh, that we listened to one night. We went to this theater play, and there were people singing Scottish songs and telling legends. And I wrote this song on this old broken down guitar at a youth hostel a week later we had like three missing strings or something mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of nice how travel goes into songs as well it's the stories it captures every time i play that song it just takes me back are you planning to do much more traveling oh yes of course i love traveling i'd, I'd always like to travel but i think i've also started to appreciate being home because mm-hmm. kind of living this very nomadic lifestyle with my family and always moving every couple of years has given me this itch to travel and to leave constantly, but also this feeling of really appreciating that home, coming home, creating routine, having a nest, you know, having mm-hmm. a family. Mm-hmm. And right now I have two little cats at home. Oh I just moved in a couple of weeks ago, so I'm, I'm very hesitant to go anywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I have a friend who's moving to Australia, so I want to visit her at the end of the year. Yeah, I think what I like about your songwriting is that it's a lot about being in the moment and being you know present because when you just said that you can forget time and nature I, I remember this one line of your songs that says i missed not one but five buses yeah. because i was watching the light fall through the trees or something like that. yeah the apple tree yeah yeah and i thought that was so sweet because i think what you really capture very well is this mindfulness of being somewhere, you know, and, and not being on the run constantly, but also just that it's okay mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to just be uh, me in the moment. Yeah, and I think that's really important for me because for the longest time it wasn't, you know. I was the kind of person, I was very studious at school, I worked really hard, I had a lot of goals. I was always trying to please everyone I was trying to get the best grades and get into university and study psychology and make my parents proud and you know I still want to make my parents proud you know but um, back then I had a really firm grip on myself and I was very good at sort of pushing and pummeling myself into the kind of submission where I would just work constantly and I had this moment where I was at university I was studying psychology in Berlin and I was I was studying for all these exams and it was really hard to, to get the grades I wanted because the exams were just completely crazy and hard to do and it was so frustrating because I was you know studying for eight hours a day or 10 hours a day or 14 hours a day and in this kind of summer weather that we have now was just inside all the time and I, I was having a mental breakdown every single day. Every single afternoon I would cry and sob oh. and just question everything and then kind of pull myself together again really tightly and push again and then I had this uh this other thing going on where I was um training really hard as a martial artist I was um training karate and jiu-jitsu and MMA and then so basically my day was eight hours spent uni commuting studying and then I would basically come home drop my stuff get my sports bag go straight to training I did that for like three years and then I got really badly injured in my neck and that was tough because the first half year I didn't really get diagnosed nobody could really help me and I did physiotherapy but it just kept getting worse and worse and worse until I was literally I was paralyzed in my fingers like my my little finger my ring finger um, when I was walking upstairs I really had this feeling that I had to drag the left side of my body up these stairs and I just felt so exhausted constantly I couldn't concentrate on anything I, I really learned the art of someone talking to you and pretending that you're listening to what they're saying (laughs) because I also you know I wanted people to feel like I was still their friend but I was so empty inside and I was so confused about everything and I got to the stage where I was literally just lying on my floor for days on end not doing anything and just in this really dark mental place in this really dark place of pain and then I was really lucky because I found a, a great osteopath who helped me with my back And also kind of helped me to confront that mental side that I had, you know, because I basically pushed myself down that hole myself. But coming out of it, I had this really new sensation and feeling and appreciation towards life, you know, I just, I came out of it and I came out onto the street the first time not feeling completely paralyzed with pain and fear and stress, and the first thing I noticed was just, wow, the trees are so green, and the sky is blue, and there's this flower, and I still have that. It hasn't stopped, you know, That just that even on the darkest day when I'm really stressed about everything, it's it's so easy to appreciate the little things. It's so easy to see that smile that that mum gives her kid or that person who just held open the door, or that bus driver who just stopped the bus and let me get in because I was sprinting like hell to get in. And there is so much beauty in all those little moments. And it's so easy to get caught up in the grand scheme of stress and you know, annoyance of daily life and not notice that, you know. But I that was the gift that was given to me with the pain and the injury and my life kind of coming to a full stop and then taking a really straight turn in a different direction, you know. That's how I discovered music. That's how I rediscovered music. I used to play piano. I used to write songs. And then I kind of stopped during university. It was very in my head. And then suddenly... I got my first guitar, I started playing guitar, I started writing these songs, and my life changed, you know? That is an amazing story. I think that's something that really gives hope to maybe our listeners as well, who are going through a tough time. Just to know that it has the potential to change things for the better as well. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I always hope that the tough times stop for people, because it's not nice when you're in them. I mean, it's way easier afterwards to be like, "Oh yeah, that was a great lesson." You know, I learned so much. And but whenever that pain comes back, and you know, I have flare-ups, I very quickly get back to that stage where I feel really down. But now that I know that you can always come out of it, and to stay active, and to keep your head towards the sun, basically, and just be like, "Hey, it's not gonna pull me out of here if I'm if I'm dwelling on the the sad and the negative. It's gonna get me out to do the things I love and to." Do the things that are kind to me, and yeah, and and I want—that's what I want to give people with my music and also with everything I do. You know, I want to give them love, and I want to show them that they are strong, and that they are worthy, and that they are beautiful, and that life is, can be beautiful, and we all have that option to create the beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, do our best. It seems like, you know, you sound just so authentic and I think that seems like something you learned in that time as well because you just said that um, it was hard to let your friends know what was going on so hard, yeah and you know, the way you talk about it now I'm just so blown away by your authenticity you know to be that you're real about it and that you don't have to hide it but that I think it's that shows so much about the healing you went through already that you're able to talk about it and Speak hope into the lives of others. Um, that's that's very cool. Yeah, I think I really learned that. Like that, that comes with also kind of letting go, is to just be like, hey, you know, it's not going to help anybody, including myself, if I deny that this is how I feel. It's just going to create even more unease inside of me, and and also kind of this feeling of I'm no longer very interested about keeping things superficial with people. You know, I would. I would tell anybody this story. I would I would tell them even more detail. I I don't have a lot of secrets or layers that I want to or masks that I want to wear. I don't you know, I want to just be myself and I don't want to pursue things anymore where I feel like I have to hide parts of me or I have to push myself to do things, then then it's not right, you know. So that's probably where that comes from. It's just you know, I don't I don't feel the need to hide it. Mhm. And in your song, it's okay. I feel that you're um, reassuring yourself of that truth as well, that you don't have to hide even from yourself or from the from the negative sides of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, this, like, healing is not a paved road. It's not like you kind of walk through the gate and you're just like, I'm healed. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a meandering path and you fall down into small road holes now and again and you get lost and Sometimes you really need to make that little marker You write yourself that note Or you know you have that song that you've listened to That helps you to pull you out again And that's sort of my song that I play for myself And I need to slap myself lovingly in the face mm-hmm. And be like, hey, I love you Don't go away, you know mm-hmm. um, Don't turn into that person that's sort of like fog mm-hmm. you know? Do you want to quote some lyrics of that song? to us it's okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's probably one of the most straightforward ones I've written normally I really like to make imagery and create like a painting Mm -hmm. this one starts kind of it's okay love me as I am it's okay say if you just can't right now that's also very important I think because you can't expect someone to always be there for you and you need to allow them to also say that lovingly but we need to move, we need to talk, otherwise, I lose you, babe. We need to move, we need to talk, otherwise, I build walls, and you're talking to yourself in that song, yeah, absolutely, but I mean, it's also I mean very applicable to all kinds of relationships that I have, mm-hmm. you know to friends, my partner, you know I, d- I believe that communication speaking about things is better than not speaking about things and the little things because it's stupid when you don't say something in the moment and then it builds up and then, you know, next time the situation comes up again it's already so loaded because of the last time instead of just being like, hey, I don't like it when you do that please don't do it and the person knows, you know yeah, honesty, yeah. Best <laughs> policy that it just sounds very healthy to approach relationships and the relationship with yourself that way as well to, to be honest with yourself and to admit to where you struggle you struggle to like yourself yeah yeah of course I mean it would be a bit superhuman if I didn't struggle mm-hmm. I'm really excited you know there's these old people who you feel like you talk to them and they have it all so together and they look back on their life and everything's so clear I'm really curious to see whether I ever reach that point where I'm like I feel so good with myself all the time and everything's kind of flowing constantly I never have breakdowns anymore mm-hmm. I'm very curious about yeah the next 20 years or 40 years, or 60 years if I'm lucky. (laughs) How do you think that older people have reached that level of calm? Probably experience, right? I mean, life experience, they've just been through a lot. And I think things do repeat in pattern, you know, probably not the same exact situation will come up constantly, but some form of it. Because just the kind of person you are, you will attract similar people, you will go into similar situations and if you don't grow, it'll just come back constantly. So probably these people have noticed the patterns and either learned to be okay with them or changed them. And also I think probably having had the big picture, they don't see the small dramas of everyday life as that big anymore. You know, They kind of appreciate the relationship, you know, if they've been married for 20 years or something, even longer, wait, 40 years, 60 years, I don't know. But they'll say like, hey, looking back on that relationship, we had a rocky period at some point. Mm-hmm. And that's like five years for some people like five weeks of oh god and it was uncomfortable and i have to break up or you know and that's probably like with that lens of just zooming out a little bit just puts things into perspective and you kind of see the big waves your life mm. makes i guess <laughs> is there anyone in particular that you were thinking of like someone that seems like they have overcome a lot not someone that i know very well but i used to play music in this retirement home with these very very sweet seniors and uh, there was this old woman and she'd always tell me the same story of how she went to england when she was young and there was this sergeant and he would cook such great english food and international food and they were working on a farm i don't even know exactly what they were doing there but just you know she was talking about her life with so much appreciation and joy and gratefulness that it was, very, it was very clear that she was just good with life, you know? And I admired that. So what are some things that you're grateful for in your life? Mm, good question. Or if you look mm. back, you know, on your life, what do you think? Because we can always start now, right? <laughs> we don't have to wait until we're 60. Or Yeah, that's a very mm-hmm. good point. I love, there's a lot of people who make these lists every day of writing down what they're grateful for, like three, three things or five things. I think the big things I'm grateful for in my life is definitely my family you know, I uh, have two uh, siblings, a brother and a sister, and I love them very much. And I'm very proud of the relationship we have together and the honesty and the closeness and the fun we've had all our lives. Uh, my parents, because they really accept me for who I am and they really support me in everything I do. Like after that whole episode with the pain, I, I, um, I was getting better. And then I decided I wanted to go to Thailand for a month and do this healing retreat and just fast and do yoga. And I remember talking to my dad about it. It was the first time I was going to travel on my own. I was 21. Um, And he was was just like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, awesome. Like, tell me if you need any money for it. (laughs) And it was so funny because I was telling him in the same breath, like, hey, I need to step back from my university degree for a minute and I need some time and probably I'm going to be more dependent on you guys for a while. But he was just, you know, he was like, hey, you need this, you do this. And I'm very grateful for that relationship and the trust and the respect for me as a person, I guess. I'm also very grateful for the relationship I have with my partner, he really inspires me. He's also a musician and um, he's just a great person. He reminds me every day of playing and being grateful for life. So he's a great reminder and just a great person. Um, And I'm grateful for a whole lot of little things, just the books I've read, the concerts I went to, the times I said yes, instead of saying no. The times I was brave and pushed myself to try something new. Friends I made, the travels I went on. Yeah, just also the life that I had as a kid, you know, growing up so internationally and appreciating these different cultures. And I think that has made me very open to any way of living, really, and uh, respectful of people. And yeah, again, my parents for giving me those morals, really, to be a decent person and respect people. Yeah. Do you think that... In the music world, we have that message a lot, you know, that message of respecting each other or are you missing that sometimes? What is your view on that? I think in in the big music world, like mm-hmm. the very corporate one, it's definitely lacking. I mean, I think it's kind of sad that we still live in a world where people throw shade at each other in music, in songs, naming each other. I think that's just, I don't know bit lame, you know, talk about it maybe, instead of using this weird meta sort of way of dissing each other, that's very strange. I also really don't, I don't really like any form of competition and, and just these kind of award shows and voting for people and numbers and all that kind of stuff, I think is very often really unhealthy for, for creativity, because I feel like, especially with pop music, there's so much just general mush being put out these days. For example, yesterday, um, Taylor Swift put out her new song and I'm a really big fan of hers mm-hmm. since I was a kid. I've listened to all of her albums and I saw her live and I really appreciate her as a songwriter and I think she's a great musician. But very often, especially the singles she puts out, don't really reflect that. It's I feel like it's a lot of the time it's always the same topic, it's the same kind of drum beat weird speaking sound that she does. And I feel like she's only doing that because she knows she needs to hit a certain demographic. And then when you listen to her album, it's so many layered and there's so much going on. And I don't know. I feel like it's a shame because music can be so varied and there can be so much going on and everybody is, could be so individual with what they do. But there's these categories where you have to sort of fit in like Mm -hmm. that song old town road, which was number one before the new Taylor Swift song. It's a great song. It's kind of... Apparently there was this beat on YouTube and then there was this rapper called Lil Nas, I think is his name. And he made this track and it was sort of a country song. But he's a rapper and he... And it, it was charting really high up in the country charts. But then they kicked him out because apparently it wasn't country enough. Let's hope it wasn't racist because that man is not... The skin colour mainly associated with country musicians or something. Uh, yeah, and... Um, Luckily, it was then re-released at some point in a collaboration with another country musician. And now it's charting in the country music charts again. So that's really strange, you know. I think there was quite a bit of racism in there. Yeah, so I think we we still have quite a ways to go. But that's why I find independent music so interesting. I really love listening to all these musicians that live in Berlin, putting out their things and and just like the sound they make and the way they control their art the way they really try to find their own sound and try to make their own thing and i went to this concert the other week my housemate plays in a band called my sister grenadine and they make this kind of how do you call this it's like an experimental folk music i guess and it was really cool because they they were in this room it was a house concert and they were playing acoustic the lead singer had a an ukulele and then they had like a trumpet and a horn or something and then my housemate he plays the violin but then they were also using all these tiny little instruments and crumpling up paper and just kind of rubbing on the walls and making these whooshing sounds mm. and it was really cool because every single song had its own completely different flavor and tone because they were using so many different small instruments especially instruments that get associated with kid instruments you know like i don't know this this kind of wooden frog that's that croaking sound it makes when you mm-hmm. go over it with a stick that one for example and it's brilliant you know the kind of music they make and i didn't when I first listened to it on, on Spotify, I was a bit confused. I was like, oh, my ears aren't trained to listen to this. Like, I have to really focus on it. But when I was there, it was such an intense experience. And it was so cohesive to who they were. You know, I love that. It was cool. Yeah. So, yeah, very glad to live in Berlin because of that and experience. These people who just do their thing. Speaking of Berlin musicians, is there anyone else you feel like people should know or should listen to? oh man so many people i think i mean people that already get listened to i really love vera she's a beautiful voice and just just a beautiful human i really love minolia as well she makes great music poppy rose i love poppy rose also taylor swift <laughs> <laughs> i feel like so many girls who play guitar have to be Taylor Swift fans in some to some degree, I mean, because she is like one of the the core examples of like starting out with mm. a girl with a guitar who made it, you know, and I think in that way, she's still, you can think of her whatever you want to think of her, mm-hmm. but she is kind of one of those people who made it. And <laughs> to me, that's still inspiring, you know, I don't necessarily like everything she does, but it's something that I can, I can understand if somebody says, I get what she's doing or something like that you know yeah totally I mean for me like I never really thought of myself as a Taylor Swift fan Mm. until I noticed that I was really religiously waiting (laughs) for every single release and uh, being so upset when it wasn't an acoustic release and loving every single acoustic performance she did and then it's kind of nice like growing up with an artist like that and just feeling the Feeling the influence, I think for me, she mainly influenced my appreciation for lyrics, for good lyrics. Because she has some really great lyrics in some of her songs. Definitely not the most popular ones. You'd have to listen through to her albums and listen to songs like Treacherous and All Too Well. And um, from the new album, like Dancing With Her Hands Tied. There's so many great lyrics in there. Great imagery. And I think that's probably how she impresses me over and over again. Mm -hmm. And how she's so, like, she keeps it so simple and people still listen to her. You know, you don't have to be the most amazing, complex musician out there. Um, but, you know, it also kind of shows that there's different things that work for everybody. There's also this really great Australian artist called Tash Sultana. I don't know if you know her. She's like a loop pedal artist. And I'm really excited because I'm going to see her in concert next month at the Citadelle oh, that's in Berlin. And she's just amazing. She plays like five different instruments and she makes all these intensely yeah just like i mean every song has its own story and so many layered and just fascinating and that skill level is just insane you know i hope I, i i get more skilled as i go along this journey it's always really exciting when you learn something new and you just notice yourself having more skill and being able to do new things what musicians did you listen to like we just talked about Taylor Swift for example but like what other musicians did you listen to growing up or who influenced you on your on your musical path I think it really it was less musicians than songs because when I was a kid my dad plays a lot of music around the house and he mainly listened to funk and soul Mm, like Earth, Wind & Fire, and Louis Armstrong, all those people. And then when we were living in England, he was listening to a lot of Jamiroquai. So I was listening to a lot of Jamiroquai and a lot of Robbie Williams. And I think probably when I got a little bit more into choosing my own music (laughs) and having internet access and things, I listened to a lot of very sad, folky or pop music. that That was just very, you know, yeah, very sad, melancholic, like Death Cab for Cutie, and then... Later, I listened to a lot of Bears Den and, um, well, it's just, yeah, like uh, Mumford & Sons, those kind of bands. And now I've started to listen to, I, I really love listening to NPR Tiny Music, uh, Tiny Desk concerts. Because oh, I just, ah, I love I love listening to people play live. So that's just beautiful because they have a great sound engineer. And, and I was listening to uh, Leanne La Harvest set a lot. And then also, Nao, who's a British artist, and she's got an insane voice. got like, huge range, and her songs are really atmospheric. And then, I also was listening to, is his name Andrew Bird? I think, yes. Um, So yeah, basically those. Oh, I was listening to a lot of Daughter when I was was a teenager. God, yeah. Yeah. But, like, single songs. There's still very, very, like, bands that I love because of one single song. I think I love them and then I listen to the other songs and I'm like, ah, oh, okay, it was really that one single song that I loved mm-hmm. a lot. Um, for example, I think my, one of my all-time favorite songs will always be Drops of Jupiter by Train. Do you know that song? I think I've heard about it. Oh, it's so good. I just The lyrics are good. It's, the first line is, Now that she's back in the atmosphere with drops of Jupiter in her hair, She acts like summer and walks like rain, Reminds me that it's time to change or something. It's a great song. You, you have to listen to that song. It's hugely nostalgic for me. So yeah. when, when you write songs, do you usually start off with the lyrics then? Because you seem like a very lyrics focused person. Or is it mm. different each time? It's different every time. Okay. I have a notebook where I always write poetry or lines that I like. And sometimes I'll have a line in a notebook And I'll be flipping through it because I'm looking for inspiration. I'll get stuck on that line I wrote a couple of weeks back and then find a melody for it. Um, Mostly I have ideas that are lyric and melody combined. And it's one verse or one line. And then I'll start to expand on that idea a little bit. It's very, very rarely just a melody or just lyrics. But I do tend to cannibalize my notebooks when I need lyrics to continue a song. Very generally I would say I tend to, to write first verse pre-chorus if there is one chorus and then I need to take a break because it's too intense like I get very into the songwriting process and I'm very in the song and then I'm just like well okay I can't think anymore take a break from it and after a couple of days I'll come back and I'll be like okay so where's the story going where's the second verse going what's the plan and then if I don't feel super inspired I might look through the notebook and find lyrics yeah, and your songs are going to be compiled into an album. I an, heard EP. Of. an EP. An yeah. EP, okay. Yeah, but um, it's, a, it's a great step forward um, to get it out there and to have people be able yes. to listen to it, buy yes. it. And I'm super excited. Yeah. I, just, I just started recording last week, and it's going to be four or five songs. We're going to record June, July, possibly August. I'm hoping that we're going to be done by end of July. Um, and then hopefully putting it out in September uh, and I'm very excited because it's been quite a long process of just picking the songs and thinking of the story and I'm also a very visual person so I'm you know I'll make a lyric track sheet but then I also make a huge mood board out of lots of different photos to help me visualize the feeling I want in that song because if I go in the studio and it doesn't fit with that feeling um, it's very hard to explain, but I just have this very strong feeling sometimes when something's just off. <laughs> so you have a mood board for each song you Yeah. record? Wow, that's amazing. It's I'm really fun. Never I mean, it's it. just, you know, making a collage, which is always usually fun. I really like art. like you know I like painting, yeah. making collages and taking photos and stuff. So. so like for the song Wonder, for example, are mm-hmm. you recording that one? Yes, I, I, that's the one we just started recording. Okay, so it's amazing. almost finished. So could you name some things you put on your vision board for that? Yes, uh, that was that was one of the clearest ones to do because it was very visual in my mind, like what I wanted. And also smells, which of course I cannot put on a mood board, <laughs> but it's basically tropical flowers blooming and then leaves that are wet, waterfall, being naked, what else? Sunsets, very bright colours, you know, kind of like bohemian decor, turquoises, dark greens, purples I'm very colour driven as well, I always have you know people assigned to colours or songs assigned to certain colours, keeping with that mood board theme so um, yeah, that one's very very watery that song, everything mm-hmm. has to be sort of humid and warm and tropical Wow, that is so inspiring to do the way that you combine art and, and music mm-hmm. in a way that would be interesting for your listeners to find out, or you could ask people you know to close their eyes and envision what they what vibes they get and then match mm-hmm. if if it's if it's your vision I actually do that a lot i ask I like to ask people what they envision for mm-hmm. songs, but a lot of people have this thing that they don't listen to the lyrics a lot first time around they they tend to listen a lot to the melody mm-hmm. and then afterwards they'll be like, "Oh, hey, that song, I remember that one line, but what was it about again? I got mm-hmm. this feeling about it and then Uh, I used to have this thing that I would sound very, very sad with every song I sung. And so people were just assuming that every song I have is really sad. And I hope I've kind of dropped that a little bit. We're going to record vocals next week for that one song. And I'm very curious to hear whether my songs still have that sad tone because I sound sad. Because maybe I was feeling sad at that time in my life or something. That I'm very curious about that. And songs can change their vibes sometimes. It's interesting. Oh, yeah. Have you had that happen to your songs? Yeah, well, sometimes through arrangements, you know, if you change the arrangement, it can change the whole mood of a song. Huh. Um, so you can experience uh, experiment a bit with that, maybe even in the recording process, or that's very interesting. But I mean, you know, if you already have a pretty clear idea of what you want the sound a song to sound like, then maybe you shouldn't <laughs> try experimenting now, but. Like, I love experimenting with different styles, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, the greatest way to get inspired there is to have others play your song. And, oh. and to jam with others. And mm-hmm. hear their, their uh, interpretations of the songs. And that kind of uh, changes a lot. Or that helped me find versions that I actually like better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. So. That's true, actually. I like doing that with my partner, I was mm-hmm. mentioned before. We have a duo as well called um, Two Oceans. And we've played my boyfriend's songs and my songs and made arrangements for our mm-hmm. two vocals to go together. And that's also been really interesting, I have this one song. It used to be a really sad ballad about, you know, a relationship breaking down and everything. And he added some really nice harmonies to that one. Back then, I didn't really like singing that song anymore because I was finally happy again, you know. But he really liked the song, he liked singing it. And I was just like, oh, I don't know, it makes me feel down. But then with his harmonies, it made me feel different. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I want to do that more. I want to really meet up with people and have different instruments on the songs and things. I tend to be very private with my music in the sense that I want to hold it very close and sit in a darkened room and be <laughs> by myself and play if I'm not you know performing it somewhere. But yeah, I'm getting to this point where I'm also feeling like my music is changing into wanting to be more interactive and wanting to just be happier. Mm-hmm. And I want to just... When I play it live, I want to enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I play full set and I have a lot of slow, very thoughtful songs gets a bit, get, gets me a bit slow. And I'm, I feel like I'm starting to be interested in, in songs that have much more changes in them and dynamics and just um, faster, slower, or kind of more interesting instrumentation to just also give me the sense of like really expanding myself when I'm out there, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that, that sounds amazing. And maybe you, you'll find people who inspire you on the way to to um maybe you know give you an inspiration how to arrange a certain song or something Mm -hmm. i think that's always fun it is and it's really interesting to be on this sort of doorstep i feel in very many ways this ep is like just an introduction to what is starting to happen like i've gotten like the last two or three years i've written a lot of songs that i don't feel so connected to anymore especially on the musical side and now i'm starting to write some things where i'm like oh okay this is really fun and this feels a lot more like I'm finding a style or I'm finding something that feels very connected to who I used to be as a kid I feel like I'm really going back to who I was as a kid and I think that's all kind of connected to the personal journey I went through with that you know coming back to that finding joy in the moments and gratefulness and just beauty in the world and wanting to have more fun and playing more Mm -hmm. so I'm very interested to see what happens you know in the next couple of months and years with the music mm-hmm. but you do not have um lots of concerts coming up these next months am i right or not right now Mm-mm. okay no. so you just focus on, in on the on the work which yeah absolutely. makes sense yeah i um, yeah i really want to focus on the recording and then keep playing again mm-hmm. but you have to keep us updated on when you're performing and make sure to let everyone know where you're playing I met you at um, Prachtwerk actually at an open mic open stage and yeah so are you still going to do those or oh yeah absolutely I think I'm gonna probably be at Kindlstuben this weekend probably not the weekend your listeners are gonna listen to this I try to go to one every week or every two weeks but at the moment with it it being so hot I just don't like being indoors so much Mm -hmm. and I also really like having periods sometimes where you're just kind of taking that step back and writing new material. And right now for me, like focusing on the writing and the recording and then taking that deep breath and coming back mm-hmm. with gusto, you know, into yeah. the performing. So there's different seasons to, to being a musician as well. For me, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I really like, you know, I, I've never been the kind of person that only wants to do one thing. I really admire musicians who are like, this is what I want to do and I want to put all my energy into this right now. Maybe I'll feel that way someday. But right now I'm also really just enjoying working my other job with kids and being outside with groups and challenging myself in different ways and, you know, working on other projects and just, I feel like everything kind of feeds itself. Then. And I'm really learning what kind of balance I want and how many, heck, what percentage everything should take up in my life. Mm -hmm. for me to feel my best and to do my best because mainly with the music I really don't want to get to that point where I'm just like okay I have to perform again and I have to try and get more followers and I have to work hard to get recognized because that's not what it's about for me I really just I want to be like you said before I want to be authentic with how I feel and I want to only play when I feel like I want to play and I also kind of always believe that things happen for a reason happen when they're supposed to and uh, you know, yeah, had a couple of months now in the springtime. Where I was playing a gig every two weeks, and that was really great. Uh, and now is a period where I'm like, nothing much is happening. Time to go into the forest and sit by the lake and mm-hmm. recharge yeah. and, record. And, record. <laughs> and record. Yeah, so I have three final questions for you that I ask everyone on this show. Okay. What is your vision for the music scene in Berlin? How do you mean? You mean um, for the future? What I would yeah. like it to be like. Yeah, exactly. Like, what would you love to see happening in Berlin with musicians, for musicians? I would like for musicians to feel more appreciated in the gigs they play. I see a lot of people talking about how gigs are underpaid and how they feel like they're always just being pulled in to play for a few drinks. And I've had this happen to me as well and it hasn't been a great experience, you know, because it, you don't feel very appreciated and actually in my job that's something i'm trying to create is you know creating opportunities in my workplace for people to play and get reasonably well paid um you know i mean we're like a social working facility so we're not rich but you know if people play for an hour they should pay they should be paid at least 100 euros or 150 and yeah I think anything other than that is just really mean and just disrespectful. And I'm also really sad about seeing the developments in the street music scene because that's something I really enjoy about Berlin and how I actually started out was playing a lot of street music. Um, I never really liked playing with an amp, but I'd always stand in you know an abandoned tunnel or stand um, down in the U-Bahn and really enjoy the acoustics of the place and the echoes and playing down there. And I really loved connecting to people that way. And when I have time, I usually go out and do a little bit of busking. But right now you get this feeling that it's not really wanted anymore. People get sent away, people get their stuff confiscated. Also, there's just a huge influx of, of musicians who play who don't really enjoy playing i mean there's a lot of people out there playing like the harmonica or you know the, the trumpets and it's really loud but you can tell it's just you know they want the money but they're not playing it for the art mm-hmm. uh, also in the ubans you know people going around with those, those recorded tracks and then playing violin over it and you can just feel like there's no feeling behind it mm-hmm. um i wish for the city to appreciate their street musicians and i wish for them to find their place and not to be slowly Pushed out because I feel like that's what's happening at the moment, especially looking at Mauer Park. You know, Mauer Park used to be such a hub of great street music. People like Alice Free Blue started there, and we love and admire so much. And um, it's a shame that that's being stopped. So I'd wish for more appreciation, definitely. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense, especially the Mauer Park situation right now. So, what kind of advice would you give to younger musicians or your younger self? I think as a musician I'm definitely still in the position where I want people to give me advice Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I'm still yeah so new to everything I'm hoping this is good advice because it's just the advice that I live by and I think if I didn't take this advice I would just be living inauthentically and that would be horrible even if I was successful at something so I I'd always say like hey be honest and don't fake things that you don't feel are you and don't Do something just because you think people will like it instead of doing the thing that you really want to be doing because that's not what your life is there for. If you're not going to be a successful musician, it's okay. You can be a musician that really enjoys what they do. Um, You will love it. And that's what I think should matter first and foremost with your art because I feel like art is an expression and it shouldn't be depending on whether someone will like it or not. You should like it. You should feel something when you do it. just Mm -hmm. an expression Um, and that's also something I would tell myself as a younger musician younger person it's not just doing music to please people or to play a certain style because you think you can and I would also tell myself like hey put in the technical work and don't be discouraged if it doesn't work out straight away because I'm the person who likes to give up on things easily because I think it's hard and because feel embarrassed you know don't be embarrassed go out there just do it go to that open mic stand on that stage because it will make you more confident and it will make you feel inspired to do it again because there's lots of people out there who are going to chill, cheer you on and who are gonna root for you help you out you know and you will notice you, you survive performing and you, yeah. you can come back again you can learn to enjoy it mm-hmm. and, yeah, it's great interacting with a crowd and looking at people, and and also having people just reflect back at you, like, "Hey, I hear you, I see you, something touched me here." Mm-hmm. Helps you feel understood and not alone. Mm-hmm. You know? that's interesting because i think so many times when you're starting out you fear the feedback of people because you've just put out your song into the world and it's not like just you're, when you're starting out. you know <laughs> yeah but like and but it's so cool because what you're saying is basically people don't usually tear you apart but build you up and lift you up especially in the scene i feel like in Berlin, we're really lucky i feel like there's so many people who are willing to cheer you on Especially in open mics like Kindelstuben, Prachtwerk, you know, the hosts, but also the audience. They're really there to appreciate the music and they're very willing to like you, which is great. You know, I mean, that's the best thing we can do as humans is to be willing to be nice to people. Mm -hmm. So we're very lucky in this town to have this kind of scene. Mm -hmm. I also really love your music and I was very blown away by the way you're able to... your vocal range and what you are able to do with that. It's just incredible. So I would encourage everyone listening to go see you perform. But people would have to wait a couple of months at least until a couple of weeks maybe. Or I'll probably make a lot of YouTube videos this summer. So you can go and follow my YouTube channel if you like. Yeah, I'm going to put out probably a song every week or every two weeks. Off the EP and also just songs that I've written over the past couple of months. There's already a couple of songs out there that we talked about on this podcast. So have a look at that if you like. So people can find you on YouTube, and where else can people find you online? You can find me on Facebook, and you can find me on Instagram, which is probably where I'm most active. Because mm-hmm. I like Instagram a lot. Like I said, I'm I'm very into making collages and things, so I definitely put up a lot of photos. Uh, and you'll find lots of uh, nature photography on there, music, and uh, cats. Um, <laughs> I also have a SoundCloud that is full of a lot of. Older the things that I've made. So if you want to have a look at the journey um, in total, that's a really interesting place to go. Yeah, so go check it out. And I'm very thankful that you came and that we got to talk about your inspiration and your songwriting process. And I hope we get to hang out again sometime. <laughs> yeah, I like that too.